morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. What's going on? Happy Friday. I don't know about you, but I feel like I earned it. I paid for this one with a pound of flesh. Hey. Anyway, uh, the thing that's on my mind, which has been on my mind, is lying and fraudulence and how pervasive it is in American culture and how people... We're asking people to hold themselves accountable, but I think as a culture, we have a hard time making people accountable for their lies until we don't, you know, then it's all like pitchforks and <laughs> drag them out the house, <laughs> you know, but yesterday I witnessed somebody lie about one of the most insignificant things. It was something that was relatively easy to prove, and it was just a bold faced lie willing to be told over and over and over again. And I thought, why Why would someone lie about this? I even got up and asked, why would you lie about this? And the response was just, a, you know, just laughing it off. And I'm like, you know, I'm always concerned about human beings who can just lie. Yeah, I've never been that person. I know people like that. I know a lot of people who can just tell a lie instead of tell the truth would rather tell a lie instead of tell the truth over something silly like and something easy to prove like oh you know you're standing right there I see you right there um it's just weird I don't I, I don't understand that kind of behavior so it also begs the question if you're willing to lie over something small uh what won't you lie about and that's always like, okay, I'm putting that in, I'm marking that in red and we'll circle back because now you've told me who you are. You know what I mean? Like now I, now I got to question your character. Now I got to question everything you say, which means you, you know, I can't ever, I won't ever feel close to you because I don't like people who don't tell the truth. I just, it's too much work. Yeah. You know, people who lie a lot, you know, it's like, man, you always got to make them, you know, quantify what they just said. Is that the truth? You know, like, who feels like doing that? I don't. And, uh, you know, I don't spend a, a good chunk of my day, like, trying to make people prove their points. And I don't like doing that. But some people you have to. And if I don't have to deal with you and I know you're a liar, I will not deal with you. So I just don't get it. I I remember in that Theranos documentary, um, Actually, there's a podcast called The Dropout, and they, it was ABC, and they also did a 2020 uh, video version of it, and I think it was in that where uh, Elizabeth Holmes is the, is the topic, but uh, also someone, <laughs> I think, in that version of the story, someone noted that she would lie about things. She lied a lot, and one thing she lied about one day was she told someone she had left the office for the day, but he could see her. They had glass uh, walls. <laughs> and he was like, I can see you. Why are you telling me you're not here? I'm like, look at, and apparently he went down the hall, like, you know, feeling some kind of way and they got into it and he quit shortly thereafter. Um, it's like, that's strange. That's easily proven. Why would you lie about that? Uh, and I sort of felt that way yesterday. It's like, you know, I could just walk out in the hallway and say something different and it could be easily proven. 
you know, so why are you just lying? I didn't, I don't understand that kind of behavior. Um, I, and I never will because I'm not a liar and I don't trust people who lie. And I guess that's really what it boils down to is credibility and character. Why do you want to be the person that lies all the time? And you think it's funny. It's not funny. You know, I remember when my nephew was little and he'd be like, uh, and maybe people don't learn this, but the I think this is when people make a switch. Even as a kid, you start to realize, okay, this is when the light comes off. So my nephew used to go all the time. Uh, he would tell a lie, and then you'd call him on it, and he was like, I'm joking. And I'm like, no, joking and lying are different. <laughs> and maybe everybody doesn't, doesn't get that lesson. Maybe everybody doesn't have an aunt that's like, no. You're just lying. And lying is way, way bad. Joking is funny. Lying is terrible. You know? So there's the lesson. Play that for your kids if you need to. Because uh, <laughs> I was very serious. Joking is funny. Lying is terrible. But it is. And, uh, you know, I, I, now I look back, he mostly doesn't lie. I don't think he lies a lot to me, not to me, but how would I know? Right. But I really don't think he, he's not what I would, he's not a person I'm thinking of when I think about the people I know that, that bend the truth. Um, so maybe the lessons worked. I remember I had a, a talk with him a few years ago. He was, uh, uh, he used to love the game, uh, Mortal Kombat. And I, I, you know, he's a grown man now. So I was like, dude, I was always so worried. You know, here's this little kid playing a game where he's ripping out people's spinal cords and sh- holding them up and showing them to everybody. And like the character would also could like rip out, finish him. The game had this, uh, you know, you could fight. And then at the end, you could do all these really grotesque, like overkill moves. One of them was ripping out a spine, like a spinal cord and holding it up. And you could rip out a heart and hold it up. And I was like, oh, God, you know, and I would uh, watch him play that. And he'd be like, watch this. And then the game would go finish him. And I was so disturbed by that. And I remember when he was seven, eight, nine, I was like, you know, Jeremy, gosh, this is this is a lot. You know, you really shouldn't do that to a human being like it's just a game. And so a few years ago, I was like, Jeremy, remember when I used to lecture you about uh, Mortal Kombat and like, hey, that's just a game. Don't be like, you know, going to pull people's spines out of their bodies or anything like that. And he was like, no, I don't remember that, but it must work because I've never done it. <laughs> and I was like, you're welcome. <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, I was always concerned about that. Um gosh, and that that falls in line with the other stuff I used to lecture him about joking versus lying. Uh don't pull people's spinal cords out. You know, these are good life lessons. Uh <laughs> Look, I just don't get lying. So, if you're a liar, just just know you will not find comfort knowing me. I will not be happy and comforted in our relationship if I think for a millisecond that you just lie. Like a lie here and there to spare somebody's feelings or a lie by omission. Yeah. But if you just open your mouth and it's just a bunch of lies all the time. Boo. Boo.
Liars are the worst. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, what was the other thing that was on my mind? So LeBron and the Lakers, that didn't really pan out that great this year. And he is at the end of his career, let's be honest. So that's going to be tough for him. Um, I am really baffled right now about baseball contracts. How is Mike Trout getting such a giant baseball contract when most people I know don't even watch baseball? Like baseball is not part of the mainstream conversation when we talk about sports. How are they getting 400 million you know, plus contracts. I, I, who, who is watching baseball like that? You know what I mean? Like contracts haven't gone down, even though viewership has gone down. How do that work? <laughs> no, seriously. How does that work? How do you, how do you do that? There are many mysteries in life. Like how does Sam Bradford keep getting giant contracts when he can't even make it through a whole football season? And he just keeps getting paid. Like this dude has made tons of money. He's made more money than than a lot of starting NFL quarterbacks <laughs> that actually make it through a season. That's incredible. Kudos to his agent. I there are many mysteries in life uh, to me. Also, another mystery to me is when we talk about racism. It's such a blanketed term, especially if you're talking about black people and white people. Um, I had a coworker yesterday explain to me why she was so outraged that a a black man uh, really beat the crap out of a white man for calling him uh, the N-word in a predominantly white area. And I said, well, why is it okay? Because she's a big fan of the N-word amongst black people. I said, so why is it okay uh, for me to call you that? And he, this man can't call him that That to the point where he has to like beat him, you know, like crush his face up. And she just went full like Harriet Tubman, you know, because his when when he says that he thinks of his great, great, great grandpappy uh, chopping off the feet of his great of my great, great, great grandpappy. And I was like, you know what? That's not what those people are thinking. <laughs> They're not going back to lineage and stuff, you know, because to beat someone's face in to crush it with your fist is primitive and primal. They're not thinking. They're not going back like, oh, I'm so for my ancestors. You're just pissed off because that's a, the ultimate insult from a white person to a black person, which is weird to then flip it and say it's a term of endearment between black people. That's I don't get that. I won't ever get that. And, uh, you know, I was like, okay, I get it. You see bloody uh, leg stumps or whatever, but I'm not buying it. You know, that word makes you see bloody leg stumps. I'm just not buying it. It's a racial slur, no matter who says it to who. So if a word can make you inflamed like that because a person is white saying it, that hate doesn't go away because a black person is saying it. To me, it's still low-key hate. So that's just where I stand on that one. But she was very passionate in her argument. Uh, I just, I just disagree with that. I don't care for the word. I, I, I think it's low hanging fruit. It's not a term of endearment, uh, because terms of endearment are terms of endearment for everyone. If I was calling you a sweetheart, you you don't have to be any race to know that that's that's nice and sweet. It makes you feel good. 
So if 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 it's situational wording, if you have to have certain circumstances in order to say it, it ain't a good word. There you go. Mystery solved. Debate solved. So this podcast has been dedicated to people who lie. Don't come around here. You're not welcome. Boo. Boo liars. Uh, Joking versus lying. Is that how we have to teach people at that crucial age when you realize, hey, I just told a lie and it made people laugh or, hey, I'm telling a lie, but I'm not really serious. I'm joking. Like, mm, no, let's go back to those moments (laughs) and fix it. Joking and lying are different. One's good. One's awful. Also, uh, you know, randomly with sports, who's watching baseball to to make sure these giant contracts, you know, like who's who's watching just I, viewership is down in in America. Is it? I don't understand. How are they giving out these giant contracts? Good for you, Mike Trout. I'm just confused. Uh, LeBron probably won't make the playoffs. His career is going to look different. And so maybe we'll finally get a break from who's better, LeBron or Jordan. Um, yeah. So I think I've covered all the grounds. And yes, the N-word is just a slur. Period. Point blank. Don't matter who's saying it or who's, who it's being said to. It's not never a compliment. Not ever. Never, ever. So there you have it. The facts on this Friday. <laughs> Take care.